Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. I'm tired, you're tired, your staff is definitely tired. And the more everybody turns over, the more you gotta recruit, very expensive. And so today we're gonna talk about the things you can do from a marketing perspective to reduce burnout and turnover and make your practice more efficient. We've got Lauren Leone, our SVP of healthcare marketing, SVP of every damn thing here at Cardinal with us. And she's gonna talk about the different technology and strategies that you can employ to try to reduce burnout. There's not a ton marketers can do, but there are little things that are gonna buy your admin, your office support, your call center more time and make them more happy, more productive. Lauren, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What are some of the things that you can do from an automation perspective to help staffing? I would imagine the the hardest thing for the front office staff to do is to be checking in and checking out patients, providing a good experience to the patient in the office while also having to answer the phone every time it rings for every new new appointment request, reschedule, send me my records, whatever it may be. How can they possibly be present and have to do all of that? And I think it also leads to you know, steep no answer rates, steep drop off from lead to a to new patient appointment bookings. So usually the first thing we're looking at is how can you improve the new patient booking experience? And, you know, there's a lot of things that different groups are doing. Implementing online scheduling being number one. So if you can, you know, take out that human interaction, allow, give patients the opportunity to schedule directly online and integrate with the provider's calendars, then that person at the front office no longer has to take that, the phone that call. last part is the key that is not just some facade scheduling thing where someone actually has to call back and say oh dr smith's really not available i'm not talking about appointment requests tell us your preferred time <laughs> i'm talking about integrating with okay. the actual schedules of the providers for new and returning patients to be able to book i've got a question for you on our clients that have calls, email forms, and patient requests for, or sorry, patient appointment scheduling, what proportion of them do their own scheduling? It varies significantly, right? Because in a low acuity kind of simple decision, like maybe going to the dentist, it's going to be really high. Okay. But when there is some sort of perceived burden, whether that's, do you take my insurance? Do you specialize in the thing that I'm looking or does a specific provider have the ability to see me in a, in a reasonable time frame? You may be getting more phone calls to just clarify that information. Got it. So there's a mix. Having all three so that the patient can decide how they want yeah. to get in touch with you is usually a recommendation that we're making. You know something cool that I saw to get more patients scheduled the other day, we we're walking through a demo for Line, which yep. is a cool analytics platform. I'm not compensated yet to mention them <laughs> yet. Uh, this is not a promoted cool. link. But it was cool. When an email form got submitted, gets submitted to the practice, it's a call tracking, call analysis software like CallRail or CallBox two of our other friends, when an email form came in, it would automatically call the call center and have them pinged with, with the patient right then. Yeah, so what's happening, cool. so th there's some pretty cool technologies out there if you aren't able to implement on uh, online scheduling yet for whatever reason, integrations, operational impact. There are solutions, so call center being number one, right? If you can bring in a call center to offset the burden of that front office staff, 
whose job it is only to answer that phone and help the patient navigate through the booking experience. Great to kind of use technology to improve that. What organizations like Line are doing is, you know, I either place a phone call and it didn't get answered, or I fill out a form request for a callback instead of waiting, you know, even 30 minutes for the call center to call me back. What line is doing is within 30 to 60 seconds of that form coming in, they are robo calling in, in a reasonable way. The patient back, as soon as the patient answers, they're connecting them with the office. So they're doing that step. What you really want to have happen is before the user even closes out their session in their browser and, and clicks the X on your website, is they're already receiving that phone call. Because if you let even 5, 10, 30 minutes go by, especially for busy parents, working <clears throat> parents, yeah. uh, they're out of sight, out of mind. And yeah. it may be another two months before they think about booking that dental appointment for yeah. their for their kid again. You know, it's wild. I was talking to a client last night and we've driven a lot of leads but the phone's not getting picked up. Mm -hmm. And so we're listening to the calls and the calls are dropping. The people are dropping yep. because it gets past the automated intro intake thing and nobody's picking up the phone. And I was like, so beside myself. Mm -hmm. So this, this topic's really relevant because we've got to get more time to the call centers, to the office admin, to whoever's picking on the phone so that they can get to every intake call yep. that's coming up, right? So, okay, what else comes to mind? Uh, any yeah, I mean, technology? Once, you've, once you've acquired the patient there, we all know there's paperwork that has to be filled out. There's insurance verifications. There's new patient intake forms. Doing all of that digitally ahead of the appointment can really improve, you know, even little things like improve the perceived experience of the patient. So they don't feel like, oh, I got to the office. I waited 20 minutes. I had to fill out a bunch of paperwork manually or on a tablet yeah. and, and just felt like they were waiting forever to see the provider, you know, show up 20 minutes beforehand, things that just kind of are friction points in the patient experience. So use digital channels. This isn't even a digital marketing tactic. This is literally just build out your new patient forms, either through your website in a HIPAA compliant manner or integrate with, you know, your patient management system that may have the forms available. You can embed them. You can send mm -hmm. links out to them. Use the digital version of that onboarding paperwork so that you don't have to yeah. burden the patient with doing it when they arrive at the office. You could use like a Salesforce thing and then build an automation. New, new lead comes in, starts sending. I don't know. Okay. Um, live chat, messaging, any of that kind of stuff. Have you seen a health provider group? Live chat, there, there's a lot of really cool things with live chat now. If you're willing to take the time on the front end to build out through a bot some of the basic questions, like, you know, I come to the chat and you could literally click a button for, I'm a new patient, I'm a returning patient. And if I clicked on new, do you want to book an appointment today? You know, do you want to verify your insurance? And then you hit a certain point in the user experience with the bot where they then need to connect you with someone. Would you like me to connect you with a call center now to speak with a live representative? Would you like to, you know, me, would you like me to send you our new patient intake paperwork, whatever it may be wow. to, to just improve that experience. And a lot of it doesn't always have to be a human manning a chat system. So you're, you're fine with the AI robot to do- To a degree. They're, they're going to get that patient through, you know, a couple basic questions. Yeah. If I'm a returning patient, am I looking to book my next appointment? Am I looking to be put in touch with the billing department? But all of this still reduces that person at the front desk who would have to answer the phone and say, let me connect you with the billing department. They can focus on the patient standing okay. in front of them in the office. I like it. That's cool. It takes some work on the front end. Do you ever recommend having a live person on live chat? Yeah. I mean, if you have the time to do it, what a lot of groups are doing now 
is the call center also mans the live chat. So it's kind of the same user experience, whether I'm talking or typing. And what's really cool, and and Line is one of the groups that are doing it, and there's a lot of others, is two-way text. So I personally love texting to book my appointments. How convenient. I can just you know, either send in my request or text my office and say, I'm looking to book an appointment. What's your availability next week? And they can text you back and say, how about Tuesday at 9.30? Dr. So-and-so is available. Just super convenient for the world we live in and and how busy we all are. Yeah. And since no one's picking up the damn phone, maybe that's easier. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of the, the happy marriage between call center. And I don't, you know, as a user, maybe I don't want to pick up the phone, but you don't quite have online scheduling integrated yet. So like, what, what can I do to interact with you where I don't have to pick up the phone, but I can still get, get it done virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of fun stuff you can do post care, post visit, right? Lots of automation systems are out there and a lot of groups are not using this stuff. They're manually still calling and saying time for your next appointment. What are some other ways? What are some way more efficient forward thinking ways we can get that stuff done? A lot of the big patient management systems nowadays have, you know, two-way text, just like we talked about on the front end, there's technologies to keep your patients engaged through text and email. So things like, you know, automatic appointment reminders so that, you know, if a patient should be coming in every six months, make sure that they're getting that text message to either book or remind them that they've already booked. So your front office staff doesn't have to call them and verify or intake the call where they're saying, oh, I forgot I had this appointment. I need to cancel it. Right. So just a little bit of burden and friction reduction there. How about post-care information and education? So, you know, here's some information on the procedure that you had today. Here's some information on, on care afterwards. Here's some information on what to expect in terms of your next three visits. You know, if it's physical therapy or, you know, whatever it may be that that is needed afterwards, all of that can be delivered digitally and automatically. And then the big one, I think too, in in kind of the post-care space that really aids us on the front end is review solicitation. So sending the message text is, is the quickest and best way to do it. Five minutes after my visit, I'm walking out to my car. I've got the text. It was automated after my appointment was marked as completed in the patient management system. And it says, you saw Dr. So-and-so today. How was your experience? Please you know, leave us a review on Google. Yeah, yeah. so you can incorporate all of that stuff. I like the post-care education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wonderful to educate them on how to prevent that injury from happening again and prevent the readmission. That's cool, but it yields a ton of referrals. You're getting into the inbox and reminding them of your practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every single week, you should be sending them a blog article, a video, a provider review, a testimonial. Something should be going into their inbox so they remember to tell their friends when they tear their ACL or need a dentist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where CRM and, you know, nurture meets patient management and like appointment reminders. So that would be something like building out a program, a newsletter to talk about practice updates, to talk about new facilities, new providers, new technologies coming in, changes in, you know, insurance. We now accept Cigna. So everyone who, you know, maybe couldn't come see us before because they weren't in network. Now we are. There's a lot you could be doing on the nurture side with mm-hmm. patients to remind them that you're you still You need there. a content machine mm-hmm. and agencies can do a good bit while you're smaller, that's fine. Have them create blog articles and some whatever updates about insurance providers that have come into the practice awards they want. That's fine, we can do it for a while. But at the 
eventually you need your own content machine in-house and you need to email it out. Like we need to get a little more advanced in healthcare marketing. We're so afraid of automations and HIPAA and all this stuff. There's a lot you can do within the wall. Salesforce, HIPAA certified. You can do journey builder and educate your patients. It's just a referral system, basically. Like I get I asked, want to see more groups doing more aftercare. Yeah. I get asked like, can can you on the front end in digital marketing through advertising, help me with my patient retention? And my answer is always no, if you are not actively doing email, why would I spend money to serve an impression to a matched, you know, device ID when you're not even doing email, you have their email and all you have to do is send them the email to their inbox. So only if, and when those programs are really strong, are we then looking Mm -hmm. at our, our clients and saying, yes, now we can layer on maybe like a digital retention program. Part, part of me thinks like the the provider groups that are going to do the best over the next 10 years are going to see themselves as libraries, education machines, mm-hmm. media companies for their patients. Who educates the best is going to be the most successful provider group. If you care about patients and education and preventing the next injury, I think you're going to do great. You have to build a media machine in-house. Yeah, I don't if think there's you, be a way around if, it. If you recall our... Web, our, two webinars ago, we interviewed Ashley Joyce from Behavioral Innovations and her entire ethos in their digital marketing strategy was around building content because, you know, ABA is a, is a complex decision. It's, you know, you're making a decision for the next 10, 12 years of your child's life on how and when and where you're going to receive care. And that education piece is what really helped that organization grow. So if you want to check out someone doing it well, there's an example. Yeah. Mid to high acuity, high consideration provider service lines, they've got to do a ton of education. It could be three months before you decide on an ABA provider for your kid. Same thing for cardio oncology. Like, man, I I wish more provider groups would get on it and stop focusing just on acquisition through search and SEO. I mean, I love it. That's what we do, but uh, it sure makes it easier when they already know about you. And then they look at three results in search and they say, oh man, they've been educating me for a long time. I'm going to go with them. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, today's episode all about efficiencies driven through marketing that are going to help reduce burnout, help reduce turnover and make your practice more efficient and increase bottom lines. So thank you, Lauren, for joining us. And then y'all make sure you review and subscribe and tell your friends unless you didn't like it, in which case, keep it to yourself. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.